you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. NFL Now is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. We are here every day to answer life's biggest questions. Omar Ruiz, Andrew Siciliano, this is NFL Now. Thanks for joining us the Thursday before divisional round. Today, the question is, how exactly do you pronounce, and we should have all known this, the name of the new Cowboys kicker? Apparently, it's Vizcano. It is Vizcano. Not Vizcaino. He was here last year with the Chargers. I know baseball fans are going, what about Jose Vizcaino? Like, did I say it wrong all these We'll get to that a little bit later. Welcome to the show. There are far more pressing matters. Omar is here talking Cowboys Niners coming up shortly. Let's get the news out of the way here, right out of the gates. And it's news of, yet again, more openings for offensive coordinators. Ian Rappaport and Tom Pelissero with me for that one. If you include the five teams that are looking for head coaches and thus entire new staffs. Ian, basically half the league right now is looking for a play caller, including the Baltimore Ravens. Just five head coach openings right now. This is all about the coordinators this cycle and the latest, a really big one for a lot of reasons. First of all, Greg Roman, who took Lamar Jackson to the highest of heights in MVP, really one of the more productive coordinators that we've seen in the NFL, both from his time with the Baltimore Ravens and with his time with the San Francisco 49ers, especially in the way that he made his teams dynamic in the run game. He is now out. This is not a firing. My understanding is, well, I guess this is something that Greg Roman released in a statement via his agency, that he is leaving. Uh, And I I think it was a situation that ran its course. Uh, I know both sides were were probably in agreement on this. You know, Greg Roman, a big name now available. So many teams need an offensive coordinator. And then there's the follow, which is, what does Lamar Jackson think about that? Now, I would also say, as RG3, who knows that building really well, tweeted, it's always difficult to get a wide receiver in free agency. That was another thing with Greg. There was a lot here, a lot here. But the main thing, the Baltimore Ravens need a new OC. Yeah, it is fascinating. Coach, quarterback, 
OC, how this all factors. We'll hear from John Harbaugh and GM Eric DaCosta coming up shortly. That was a previously scheduled end-of-season press conference. Also interesting to tie quarterback and coordinator together, Tom. Let's do it with the Buccaneers as Todd Bowles got rid of his OC today and a lot of the staff. That's right. Nine assistant coaches will not be back for the Buccaneers. Basically half of Todd Bowles' coaching staff, the most notable name on that list, of course, offensive coordinator Byron Leftwich, who was fired just a couple of years after he and Tom Brady and Bruce Arians and company won a Super Bowl in Tampa. Leftwich also was a head coaching candidate last year. He was considered to be a strong candidate for the Jaguars job. Did not end up working out. The results from Todd Bowles' perspective really showed why change was needed. On defense, despite all the injuries on that side of the ball, they still were a top 10 unit this season. But the offense struggled. They were 15th in yards, 25th in scoring, one of the top passing offenses, but dead last in running, dead last in big plays. Todd Bowles got this job in Tampa last year when Bruce Arians retired. That didn't happen until early March, not really the time of year where you would have a lot of options in terms of staffing. So this was very much Bruce Arians' staff that was in place. Now Todd Bowles gets to bring in his own offensive staff. One name to watch, as Ian and Mike tweeted earlier, Todd Munkin, the University of Georgia offensive coordinator, potentially could be back in Tampa. Andrew. He used to be the OC there and an assistant there under Dirk Cutter when he was head coach in Tampa. We've officially gotten to, uh, maybe it's we're all getting old, the part of the season or the part of the year where we go, wait a minute, didn't that guy just get drafted? Mike Kafka was drafted in 2010, and now he is, Ian, very much in the conversation for head coaching op- uh, openings. Tell me about him. Very much in the conversation. First, though, a game. The Giants are still in the playoffs. They still play. And what they did as an organization and consulting with the coaches available is they decided to push the interviews till after the game. So Mike Kafka, the offensive coordinator, one year as a play caller with the New York Giants. So much success and someone who is really respected in the league. Also under the tutelage of Andy Reid. I know Reid thought very highly of him. He's got three interviews, but on Sunday he has got the Colts, the Panthers, and the Texans, all those teams Still need a head coach, as do basically all of the teams, uh, with an opening. So he gets a look there on Sunday, very busy day. Meanwhile, Wink Martindale, uh, the defensive coordinator for the Giants, just one request, a little bit of a surprise there, but he is expected to meet with the Colts. That also going to be on Sunday. Okay, and speaking of coordinators whose names are out there who have games to coach this weekend, Tom, what is the deal with D'Amico Ryan? Lander, unlike Mike Kafka, who's got a Saturday game, it was a short week, and he can knock out his interviews on Sunday. Domingo Ryan's game is on Sunday, meaning that this week is the last opportunity he would have for first interviews if the 49ers advance. So he is packing in to a really busy schedule these next few days. D'Amico Ryan's first head coaching interview of this cycle is today with the Broncos. On Friday, he will interview with the Texans, his old team from his playing days. And I'm told the plan is also to meet with the Colts and the Cardinals this week as well. Now, certainly you can look at this and say it's not ideal when he's preparing for a really important football game. But D'Amico Ryan's also was in the coaching circuit last year. In fact, the Vikings wanted him back for a second interview. He, like Lions offensive coordinator Ben Johnson this year, just felt he wasn't quite ready, decided to take a step back. Now, D'Amico Ryans, along with Ijero Evero, the two coaches who have requests or interviews with all five teams that have vacancies. The Panthers also put one in for D'Amico Ryans, but based upon scheduling issues, nothing is set on that front yet, Andrew. And going back to draft years, D'Amico Ryans, second round pick of the Texans in 06. He is only 38 
years old, which is still, by the way, older than Sean McVay. Thank you, Tom Pelissero. Thank you, Ian Rappaport. Speaking of that game, the Niners and the Cowboys, here it is. One of the greatest rivalries, especially in the postseason, that we know in the National Football League. They are back for the ninth time in the playoffs and the second straight year. This is a great matchup for both the, their offense and our defense uh, because because of their flexibility. I mean, they they challenge you extremely. It's it's a well-oiled you know offense, very creative. Uh, I think Kyle does an outstanding job, and uh, this will be a big challenge for us. Yeah, I mean, I think that's how rivalries happen, and I you guys knew it from the '80s um, when it started out, and I mean, I just I remember so much in my childhood from sixth grade to ninth grade because I was here 92 to 94 so it was the biggest rivalry in football to me growing up and then usually that goes away when you don't meet in the playoffs a bunch and um, we had a big game last year we got a big game this year so um, the more you do that the bigger it gets again. You love this one, Jane Slater in <laughs> Dallas. Omar Ruiz here as well. Kyle Shanahan talking about his days as a kid when his father, Mike, was coaching with the 49ers and obviously talking a lot about last year's playoff game, which was in Dallas. Jane, I, I can't believe we've now gotten to the part of the season where Dak Prescott perhaps coming off his best game in the NFL. People are asking, well, can he keep up? <laughs> can he score enough points to keep up with Brock Purdy and the 49ers? Well, just real quick, I wanted to say I'm sure you guys will appreciate it because you're about the same age as myself and Kyle. Remember all of those starter jackets in the early 90s as it oh, related course, to the 49ers yeah. and the I, Cowboys? I have my original. It was such a big rivalry. High school. They're so hard to find, by the way, those vintage ones. But let me talk about football because we need a vintage performance from Dak Prescott. And I'm just talking from just a few days ago. Uh, arguably one of his best games of the season. And the Cowboys defense did a really good job getting in Tom Brady's face. This was not one of the best games he's played. And so the defense really needs to help Dak Prescott out in this because when you consider some of the weapons that Brock Purdy has around him, guys like Christian McCaffrey, Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, I even asked Mike McCarthy about that. He says that they haven't played a player like Christian McCaffrey, and they certainly haven't played a one-two punch like Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel. So little room for error. They're not looking at Brock Purdy as a rookie around here, though. This guy was 6-0 as a starter, just won his first playoff game, uh, but he can be dominant. And so I think that they need to put up as many points on the board as they can in order to hang in here with the 49ers, and that's something they are keenly aware of uh, heading into this one this weekend. Yeah, a lot of respect coming back from the 49ers for Dak Prescott. In that playoff game last year, 23 of 43, 254 yards, a touchdown and an interception from Dak Prescott. When Kyle Shanahan was speaking earlier this week about that Monday night performance, the near-perfection performance from Dak Prescott, he said they expected that. They expected him to rise to the occasion and to deliver, and that's the same Dak Prescott that they expect to see on Sunday. Obviously, it'll be their job to make it tough and more difficult for him, but when you look at Dak Prescott, according to Kyle Shanahan, he can make every throw from within the pocket. He has that presence to deliver the goods. And then he has the knack for keeping plays alive and delivering outside of the pocket. And now, when you factor in the connection with Dalton Schultz, one that Mike McCarthy said has been formed in the facility, they both have that same work ethic, that same drive, and you see the two touchdowns there against Tampa. First time a tight end has scored multiple touchdowns in a playoff game in their illustrious history. The 49ers know they have their hands full with that. Dak Prescott-led offense, they'll be prepared for it on Sunday. Well, it would help here, too, Jane, if the Cowboys could run the ball. Last year in the, in the playoffs, they couldn't run the ball against the, uh, the Niners. They had 77 yards rushing, and over a third of that was from Dak scrambling. Yeah, and if you look at the 49ers' run D, they are elite. They're averaging about 77 yards a game this year, well, close to 78. 
what's one point? Uh, <laughs> but they, they, they are keenly aware of that as well. And look, they want to run the ball in Dallas. They've talked about that in recent weeks. They just haven't been able to do so efficiently. A lot of the issue has been some of the defensive stunts that we're seeing on the other side of the ball, these last-minute line shifts that have kind of tripped them up a bit. Now, it helped a little bit last week when you consider the offensive line saw a little bit of stability, despite, despite starting with you know, Jason Peters over at left tackle. They had to do sort of a mid-game adjustment when they had to move Tyron Smith or Tyler Smith right back to the left tackle position. You had to move Connor McGovern back inside, and that essentially affects what you're able to do with some of those jumbo packages uh, with Connor McGovern. But they only had 32 attempts last week. They were averaging about four yards per carry. So we'll see what they're able to accomplish against the 49ers. I would say that the 49ers' pass defense is giving a lot, giving up a lot more. And the Cowboys, of course, leaned heavily on the pass last week against the Bucks. So I anticipate they'll try to get back to the run. But I imagine they're still going to lean on Dak Prescott in that arm in this one against the 49ers. Uh, Geno hit a deep ball. Geno Smith did last week against that 49ers pass defense. Omar, what about the whole rest issue? <laughs> Niners have a little bit more, and they are the home team. Yeah, two days of extra preparation do the 49ers have. And I think if you went into either locker room, nobody would make an excuse about it. We want to provide some historical context here. It's happened three times before in the postseason where a team played on a Monday and then travels into uh, Sunday game, having that short rest, and you see the Rams and the Vikings both lost those games. Even more context here, it's happened 88 times all time where a team played on the road on a Monday and then played again on a Sunday on a road. Those teams 42-45-1 since 1999. Those road teams 18 and 16. So Kyle Shanahan certainly not feeling sorry for the Cowboys in that regard. He said, you look at the Rams last year who won on a Monday night against the Cardinals, then went across the country against Tampa. We're up 27-3 at one point before finishing off Tom Brady and company in that division round thriller. But looking ahead to this one, I don't think the Cowboys will use it as excuse. Mike McCarthy saying they're already caught up in their preparation for that one. And certainly the 49ers not letting the Cowboys with any other advantage in that one as well. Rams sent Tom Brady into retirement in that game. The question is, did the Cowboys do the same thing on Monday? Mm -hmm. Now they're heading to Brady's hometown. Thank you, Omar, and thank you, Jane. The quarterbacks in that game, fascinating. A fourth-round pick and Mr. Irrelevant. In this game in Kansas City, coming up on Saturday, we have two first-round picks, including Doug Peterson's quarterback, who was first overall last year. Trevor's 1-0 in the postseason, so, you know, that's a start. Not where he, obviously, or, or myself, where we need to be or want to be, but it's a start in the right direction, you know, just much like this season has been for us. And um, you just want to be at the end of each year. You want to be in the conversation. You want to have those meaningful games. You want to be playing for the AFC South, giving yourself an opportunity to get in the postseason. And then you got to win postseason games. And that is a measure of, you know, quarterbacks I think in the league but ultimately you know you have to win the you have to win the championship to to really you know take that next step you got to score some points certainly against Patrick Mahomes Brian Balding or Cam Wolf what is the plan of attack here for Doug Peterson big picture against Mahomes Andrew a little less no, than Andrew, an hour ago I, I left Jaguars practice in the group go ahead Cam go ahead go ahead, go ahead, go ahead Cam 
Yeah. <laughs> a little less than an hour ago, I left Jaguars practice, and the group that really stood out to me as far as their energy was their defensive front because this is Patrick Mahomes' week. When they played two months ago, they sacked Patrick Mahomes zero times. I heard the word unacceptable in the locker room to describe that. And there's three guys I really want to focus on that you guys should know this week. Josh Allen, Trayvon Walker, and Roy Robertson Harrison. Harris, those three guys really disrupted the game against the Chargers, and they are going to be a huge factor on whether or not the Jags can pull the upset this week. I talked to Josh Allen this week, and he said to me, look, that first game we played, that wasn't us, but we are ready this time. And I asked him, what's the plan for Patrick Mahomes? He paused, he chuckled, and said, tune in, 2.30 on Saturday, and you'll see. You'll see. That three-man front really got a lot of disruption against the Chargers, and they know the difference between Patrick Mahomes when he's comfortable in the, pre- in the pocket versus when he is pressured. And I also was told if they can't get pressure with that front early, they won't be afraid to be aggressive, bringing blitzes off the edge. Their safety, Rayshon Jenkins, has been really effective for that. But number one, and really the only thing in defensive meeting rooms this week, is pressuring Patrick Mahomes. Baldy, can the Jags score enough points? Sure. Yeah, I mean, look, you look at uh, the way this offense functions right now, Andrew, and all the roles that they have. I mean, Christian Kirk is their slot receiver. Zay Jones is their outside receiver. Marvin Jones is the guy that they count on to beat one-on-one coverage. Uh, Evan Ingram is their flex tight end. Travis Etienne could do it all. And Trevor Lawrence right now behind what I call, Andrew, the Duval wall, the offensive line, right to left. I mean, the, that wall in front of Trevor Lawrence has been really good. They were good last week against the Chargers. And so uh, he's got options. The offense makes a lot of sense. It's creative. And I would just say this. I know Doug Peterson very well. He's a great collaborator, takes in a lot of information. He's got a couple cards up his sleeve, whether it's situational football, down distance. He started the game against Kansas City Week 10 with an onside kick. He's got a couple cards to play that nobody knows. Only him, Trevor, and a couple guys on the team will know. We'll see if he needs to pull those out. But to answer your question, I believe they can go up and down the field. Yeah, Doug Peterson pretty good um, at the play calling. Doug Peterson pretty good, like Andy Reid. He learned from Andy Reid on pulling exceedingly creative, I've never seen that stuff, out of his pocket. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it? <laughs> 
Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie, too, for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. So the Ravens are looking for a new offensive coordinator. Are they going to be looking for a new quarterback? Greg Roman and the team parted ways today. Lamar Jackson is just finishing up his fifth season with all kinds of questions as to his future. Moments ago, Coach John Harbaugh and GM Eric DaCosta on the podium. Well, it certainly takes two to tango. But uh, I think Lamar and I have a great relationship. I think we communicate uh, quite often. Uh, We spent some time together today, as a matter of fact. Uh, We've spoken throughout the season multiple times. And, you know, these negotiations, Jameson, they all happen differently. You know, um, Ronnie Stanley's contract took about a year and a half. Uh, Mark Andrews' contract took probably three or four days. You know, we did Roquan's contract over the span of six days, over the course of one month basically is what we did so they happen in different ways um i wouldn't characterize the percentages of getting any deal done or how long it's going to take except to say that we'll communicate effectively we'll be as fair as we can be and we'll try to hammer out a deal and hopefully we can get to that point lamar lamar jackson is our quarterback i mean he's been our quarterback everything we've done in terms of building our offense and building our team uh how we think in terms of people and put people around them is based on this incredible young man and his talent, his ability, and his competitiveness. You know, he, he and I were talking today too. And, and one of the things about Lamar that to me stands out, he's an incredible competitor. I mean, Lamar Jackson, all he wants to do is win. That press conference will be overanalyzed, I'm sure, the remainder of the offseason until we have a deal. Ian Rappaport, Tom Pelissero, Brian Baldinger now with me. Again, no Greg Roman. They parted ways this morning. Ian, you also tweeted that John Harbaugh said that there is a 200% chance that Lamar is back. 200? Uh, yeah, I mean, that's a lot of percent. Um, so there's a couple of things that were very clear from this press conference today. Lamar Jackson's not going anywhere. And what that means now is as Eric DaCosta and Lamar Jackson, of course, Lamar Jackson represents himself, Eric DaCosta and Lamar Jackson now are going to get together and try to negotiate a long-term deal to keep him there. If they do not, he is getting the tag. That is what we learned today. No doubt about it. Lamar Jackson will be franchise tagged. We'll see what tag it ends up being. 
The exclusive tag is far more expensive, but does give the Ravens control of the situation. The non-exclusive tag does mean someone else can potentially put together an offer sheet for two first-round picks. But Lamar Jackson is their quarterback. They believe he is their future, which is not a surprise. That's the direction it has been going. But he will also be involved in the hire of the new OC. And Lamar Jackson himself tweeted earlier today about how he was in a pro-style offense in Louisville. So I wouldn't just limit it to basically what Greg Roman did. I think it's also bears mentioning here that John Harbaugh and Eric DaCosta talked a lot about what potentially the relationship is going to be moving forward here between the sides. Both of them said that we love Lamar, as John Harbaugh put it. I want him here. Eric wants him here. And Lamar wants to be here. They both spent time with him through the course of today. Harbaugh said he will have a voice in the offensive coordinator selection. And Harbaugh said this is going to be a highly sought after job. That would indicate that they are pretty confident Lamar is going to show up and play on the franchise tag, even if no long-term deal gets done. And based upon the way that Lamar has proceeded to this point, you would say that's a decent bet. He played for $1.7 million in 2021, which if he had an agent, no agent would have advised him to do that. He played this season for about $23 million, and the franchise tag will be worth far more than that. The only way that Lamar, too, is ever going to get the leverage to potentially command the fully guaranteed contract that he wants would be to play out one and probably two tags. Does it get there? That will depend on, in Eric DaCosta's words, there are two to tango and actually hammer out a long-term deal now. And right down 95 and around the Beltway, obviously we've gone through this franchise tag game before with the Washington team and with Kirk Cousins. Brian Baldinger, they're going to find a new offensive coordinator. I mean, what do you do? Can you rely on this run-heavy, everything has to do with the ground game and Lamar's legs kind of offense? Well, I'll start by saying, you know, just listening to uh, everybody talk here, that everybody has tremendous respect for this organization, top to bottom, from Steve Bashotti all the way down. Uh, they, they run things the right way. This is going to be a difficult negotiation. We saw it with Kyler Murray last year, but they got it done. Uh, it's encouraging to hear what Ian just said about the, both sides are talking, you know, whether it's with Eric or with the coach right now. Discussions are on place. And I would say that, look, a change of coordinator, I think Greg Roman was really good for Lamar. Remember, Greg was there when Joe Flacco was, was the quarterback. They, weren't, they were struggling. They turned to Lamar midseason, and the season turned around. They were in the playoffs. So, you know, look, a change of coordinator, the fact that Lamar has a – a say in it is encouraging. All this stuff that happened and has been reported today, I think is really encouraging because I thought it seemed fractured, this relationship between Lamar and the organization at the end of the season. We haven't heard from him since December 4th when he was injured. I wasn't there in a playoff loss to Cincinnati. But that, this is all encouraging. And the fact is, is, there's no Lamar Jackson in this draft. Whatever offense you want to run, that Lamar Jackson is walking through anybody's door. And I don't believe there's one in free agency, too. So I think everything that's happened here today, probably this week, is encouraging for the Ravens and for Lamar to get something done. Lamar Jackson did not finish the season. Ravens were one and done. Lamar Jackson and the two sides now try to get something done. But the fact that they're talking today, probably a good thing. Baldy, Tom, Ian, thank you. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 
37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all. But I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. One game! It's a one-game season. One game is in. And he gets away from Bruce Irvin, throws on the run wide open. Elijah Mitchell. Can we call him playground, Purdy? How does he extend that play? Ah, pretty good. That one pretty good. (laughs) Pretty pretty good. You're pretty good. Fumbled the ball away. It's free. Bosa dives on the ball. Points. On those. I touched that boy. Like, let the ball come out. Birdie going to throw back middle, wide open, Debo Samuel, down the sideline, Debo, touchdown! Football's fun when you're in college. Yeah, football's fun, pretty good. This guy is as well. Dre Greenlaw joins us live on 49ers camp. How fun was that, Dre, last week? Uh, that's amazing, man, just to be able to get that. That first playoff win, man, to get this thing going, man, it, it always feels good. You were laughing, I'm told, when Jimmy Ward's going pretty good. A- a- anything that that kid has done that surprised you yet? Because everyone I talk to says, oh, no, no, we, we, we've seen this from day one. Yeah, I mean, now anything he does 
I mean, it doesn't surprise me at all because, I mean, that's just who he is. Uh, I mean, he's been showing weeks and weeks now that, I mean, he's a, he's a, he's a pretty freaking good quarterback. And, uh, I mean, it's just been amazing to be able to watch him and be able to, you know, be his teammate and play with him. Um, but he has made some mistakes. I, I want to put up one of the mistakes. I know George Kittle didn't like this mistake. Can we do this back in December? Did you, Dre Greenlaw, get one of these Christmas cards that Brock Purdy sent around with his roommate, Nick Zakel and Alfredo Gutierrez, who's your player from Mexico, part of the International Pathway Program there. Did you get one of these cards? Uh, you know what? I didn't get one of those cards, but uh, I definitely saw it. Uh, I'm actually not, uh, locking neighbors with Purdy, so I saw the card. And, uh, I mean, yeah, it was it's pretty interesting, man. It's a <laughs> nice little holiday card there. But it also speaks to, I think, how young and, and, and how much fun he's having. I mean, those are his roommates. I and mean, we're talking about a quarterback that might lead you guys to the Super Bowl, and he's just a kid with a couple of roommates. Right. I mean, that's I mean, that's kind of how we all are on a team, as a team. You know, we're, we're brothers. We're roommates. We're brothers. Uh, we got great relationships with each other, and uh, we love each other. And, um I mean, that right there just shows the camaraderie, the, the love that we got for each other, for, so for sure. All right, Dre, let's talk about this game. Obviously, one of the best rivalries in the NFL, especially in the postseason. You guys beat them last year. Charles Amenehu, your teammate, said that Monday night he was rooting for the Cowboys because he wanted that rivalry. He wanted that juice. Were you rooting for the Cowboys? Uh, I wasn't rooting for them, actually. I, I figured that they were they're the better team, so actually – I mean, everybody kind of figured that they were going to win, but uh, you know, I was kind of wanting to verse, uh, wanting to play Tom Brady again to get that ball, another ball. But uh, <laughs> it'd be nice to get a deck ball too. So <laughs> let's get that video up here. A couple of weeks ago, Tom Brady comes back home. You guys beat him. You asked for the autograph. You actually took my question, Dre. I was going to ask you: Are you going to ask for Dak's autograph if you win? Nah, nah. I mean, he's a, he's a good quarterback, but I just needed one autograph, and I got it, so I got the GOAT. <laughs> Do you think last year's game, Dre, and how it ended with the Cowboys, the clock runs out, they, they couldn't line up, you were on the field for that last play. Does that at all factor here? It, it, obviously, it's part of the history of this rivalry, but does, does this play any part this weekend? Uh, you know... We know they're coming in with a lot of uh, just revenge. You know, we were the team that kind of got them out last year, so uh, they feel like they got a lot to uh, to prove, to show the world. And uh, you know, for us, uh, it's just about being us. You know, being who we're who we've been all year, uh, playing our style of defense, playing our kind of ball, and uh, you know, we'll let Sunday, we'll let Sunday later on decide. You know, who the best is. But you know, for us, it's just about you know, going in and, and playing our type of ball and, and, and going to get the win and going to the next next round. Just real quick here, I know you're on Niners cam, you're not at home, but just for the record, that, that ball behind you, Dre, over your left shoulder, that's not your, your Tom Brady autograph ball, right? No? No, that's not it. That's okay. not it. <laughs> Maybe in the offseason, we'll, we'll do it on Zoom from the house. You can show that ball. Dre Greenlaw, yeah. good luck this weekend, man. Hope to see you in Arizona. When the plug kick off the ball, run it back home. NFL Now is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. 
That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 